everybody. Welcome back to Back to Basic. I am your host, Danielle, and I am going to keep this intro on the shorter side this week because the conversation is a little longer and I just really want to dive into it, truthfully. And honestly, it, it kind of made me think, which I guess is the whole point, right? That's why I do this. But this week's guest was Pete Considori. Pete is one of my brother Paul's best friends. I went to high school with him and college with him, and he's great. He and I uh, share commonalities because we both started off in radio. We actually started off at Iona College Radio. That's like where my love for the medium was solidified, and I think really where I grew. And I mean, I kind of grew into the general manager of that radio station at the time, had my own semi-successful radio show with a friend of mine and that's just where I really flourished and where I decided that this is what I wanted to do in some capacity and Pete and I kind of talk about how obviously after you graduate things don't always go to plan whether that's with jobs or just in life in general and I don't know I think that really speaks to where I'm at right now I think that Something that I've often said and when I talk to people on this podcast is we're all just kind of trying to figure this thing out, right? And I've been going through this thing lately of, well, what do I want to do? Which isn't really new because I feel like every few years I kind of have that moment. Um, I think I've said it before. There have been times where I've said, maybe I want to go back to school. Maybe I want to teach. Maybe I want to do this. Maybe I want to do that. And I think part of it truthfully, is that I'm someone who just always wants to do a million things. Like if I could, I would do it all, which granted, I think is pretty obvious given what sometimes my schedule can look like or what I overload my schedule to look like at times. But really, it's it's just that I don't fully know. And I think part of that is me needing to let go of the fact that I don't really know and just kind of figure it out as I go and and maybe really look into more of things that I that I want to do but Pete and I kind of talk about that because right now Pete is not working in radio and he talks about how he had to make that decision kind of make that transition and how he's good with it how he's content with it because he knows that he's happy where he's at and in some way he will always find a way to put that thing that he's passionate about in his life. And I think that Pete's story really speaks to trying out different things, like going with the flow more, truthfully, which you'll hear me make a comment about in the interview. Actually, Noah was sitting in listening to the interview and Noah always tells me to just like let it fly and go with the flow. And it's something that I'm really working on, especially right now where I'm just kind of debating and going back and forth about like, okay, what do I want to do? Whether that's with this podcast, in my career, just everyday life, I think all of us have those moments. And so this conversation with Pete really, really resonated with me, truthfully, and made me say, hey, what can I take from this? And what do I need to kind of start putting more time into? And I think a big part of what I've been saying is like, I want to put more time into me, into the things that feed me and fulfill me. And so I think part of that is like, okay, I've said I want to teach. What about teaching do I think will fulfill me? And kind of figure out those things too. It's figuring out 
pun intended, the basics and finding ways to adjust and also know that sometimes the plan doesn't always go right. And I mean, also right now with just like COVID kind of crushing everyone's plans and changing everything, I'm trying to be okay with like not being okay, if that makes sense, or I guess being okay with things that I can't control. Right now, it might be COVID changing plans and and kind of running rampant. But maybe that's also just like letting go of control a little bit. So right now, I love plans. I love knowing what I'm doing. I love routine. And I think I really need to work on letting that go. Because in order for me to figure out what I really want and not go back and forth a million times about what I want... I think I need to just kind of let it fly and and go day to day and enjoy what I'm doing and find what I enjoy and get rid of the things that I don't. And so this conversation with Pete was really good for me because it kind of made me think, well, what should I do now? You know, just in the general sense. And I think what it made me see is go with the flow. You know, you're still doing things you love and find more of what you love. But really, at the end of the day, it's about being happy. And that's where we're at. So... I kind of gave you a little bit about what Pete and I talk about in this episode, but it was really, really fun. He came over um, and my brother made pasta and we recorded a podcast. So it was just like the ideal evening. My mom was there. Noah was there. Like it was just like a lot of fun. And I think you get that in this interview. You'll also hear Paul making comments in the background because Pete is like his best friend. And so he just wanted to kind of throw some comments, but I left them in because it just, it feeds the energy and it's the vibe. And I just really, I really wanted to leave it in. I'm trying to be more intentional here and also not as precious, if that's the word, with editing and and all this stuff, you know, a little more raw, a little more go with the flow, like, like I just said. Um, And in what I just said of like figuring out what I want also like letting this podcast kind of figure itself out too so with all of that being said I hope you've had a great week and I hope that you are ready to get back to basic hi Pete how are you welcome to back to basic good don't do that I can't (laughs) no I'm doing great thank you so much for having me I really appreciate it very excited so Pete Considori everybody is on back to basic uh, Pete and I have known each other for a long time. Long time. High school. Long time? High school? Yeah. Probably middle school, really. No? Probably. Yeah. At some point. I mean, I, I didn't start being Paul's friend until high school. Well, I mean, I mean, that's hard to do. Right. Be Paul's friend. Right. Yeah. So it's got to be, let, let's call it 2008. So. Wow. Yeah, because he graduated. You guys graduated 2009. Yeah, and you graduated 2010. Yep. We're aging ourselves. Now oh god, it was terrible. I have a, I have a friend who was born in the year 2000, so it's easy to know how old he is. So I was going, oh, 2010. I was I graduated high school. I'm like, oh my god, he was 10. Oh my god. Yeah. It, Wait, that's I didn't upsetting. Like it. I didn't like it at all. That's I felt upsetting. really old. Yeah. Um, our niece was born in December of 99. Okay, that's close enough. So I'm like, okay, you were born in the 90s, but like not really. No, that doesn't count. Not really. Doesn't count. But she just turned 22, and I'm like, wow, that's uh, yeah, yeah, that's. I know. I'm gonna be 30 in two months. So that that's I'm, I'm approaching. I'm my knees 30. are hurting. My back hurts. You know what? I will say I have learned that when you turn 30, all of a sudden, it's just like pain. I'm not excited. So as a hockey player, I'm not excited. Oh, that's true. Well, we'll get into that. So um, that was a good segue. Look at that. It's like you've done this before. 
Maybe? I don't know. You have. Try. Um, so Pete Considore, everybody, he is one of my brother's best friends. I don't know how. And um, I'm just waiting to see if Paul will make a comment about that. Paul's in the other room. Nope. He's too busy with the pasta. Quiet. Yeah, Paul's making pasta. Yeah. What do you want from me? There he is. There it is. Um, Pete, just tell everyone who you are and what you do. I think it's the easiest, and then we'll jump into it. Yeah, sure. So, um... Uh, Pecan Sidori, love long walks on the beach. Um, <laughs> Who doesn't? No, yeah, right. Um, I'm a support uh, analyst for a software company, but I uh, went to school for radio, as you know. Um, did a couple years professionally as an on-air personality as well as a producer. Um, worked at Iona College also for about seven years doing technology, um, like hockey, like video games, uh, Marvel, anything kind of like fantasy and sci-fi. Yeah, you know, that's where you can call like, intersect. Yeah, it's like yeah, the absolutely. technology stuff because he's IT, right? And then like just like the pop culture stuff, right? I mean, we we met in uh, in, in uh, well, we didn't meet, but I had film class with him. I was gonna say, was it film class? Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. it was. It was. I think it was uh, Goldstein's film class. Shout out to Goldstein. Yeah, yeah. And um, you know, we were just, we sucked back then. We were horrible. Oh like, my god. We look at stuff from there. It was just terrible. I was gonna say because a lot of actually a few people that have been on this podcast and hopefully more did Goldstein's film yeah. classes um, because. Where we went to high school in East Chester, that was like an elective, and not many mm-hmm. people did it. So everyone knew everyone in that class. Right. And it was really like low budget, Ugh. like film thing. We were using, I mean, I I mean, this might be dating us again, but like oh, we were using regular cassette tapes to yeah. film. That's it, so true. There was no memory card. There was no USB. We would put the That's cassette right. tape in the Are we that camera. old? I don't think so. I just think they were just so outdated. We didn't have the, you know, anything to like... And even just looking at our, my project, I, I think I found one of them. I was just like, oh, my God. I don't yeah. know why. Because we had a film festival. I used to watch I was it. just going to bring that up. And I'm like, I, I don't know why I let people see that. So Same thing with Paul's work. I don't know why oh my you God. let people see that. I wish we could find oh all of your work. Because yeah. I remember going to the film festivals. I'm sure uh, Carmela does, too. She just shook her head. Uh, you can listen to her episode that was released last week. Good shameless segment. plug. Yeah, shameless plug for myself. Um <laughs> And those film festivals were always such a huge deal, too, because it was like you would see all of you guys running around after school filming things. And like it was such a different time because now kids are filming TikToks on their phones. You guys would carry around all this equipment. I remember Paul like would rent the equipment Mm -hmm. from the school, the booms and all this stuff and make these like how long were the videos? They were like 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. It was. But everyone it was like the highlight. Everyone loved seeing it because you saw your friends in the videos and it was just. It was really the start of, I feel like, a lot of people's careers in a lot of ways. Oh, like, yeah. All sure. of you guys kind of went in different areas with it, but mm-hmm. everyone kind of went communications-ish. Yeah, I would call it entertainment in a way. Yeah. I mean, I, even even though it was considered, you know, mass communications or communications we went to college, I mean, you're entertaining. Yeah. That was the whole point of it. Um, yeah, those those film festivals are definitely different. Like you said, people will be running around school, actually yeah. using the school to film stuff. We weren't. I mean, Instagram, I think, was just becoming a thing when we were seniors in high school. College. Instagram think, wasn't around was until... I think I was a freshman in college. So maybe I was popular. like... Yeah, so maybe I was, what, like a sophomore or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. so like Instagram wasn't even that popular. You know, Vine was definitely not around. No. You know, so filming things was not... You know, you had your camera phone that you could film videos, but like no one was actually making content that way. Yeah. It was more like, I might take a video so I could show my friends later or have it as a memory. Now it's like your phone, especially with how good the cameras are on the phones now, you don't even need to buy a camera. You have your phone, you yeah. can do everything, get a tripod so it's a steady shot. Um, but those those film festivals are funny. I remember I won the John Sokata We Try Hard Award. Oh my God. Do you God. remember that award? Yes. So that award was given out to the people who... Tried hard. 
try it hard, uh, would submit something to the film festival every semester or mm-hmm. year and not win anything. Because he never won. Right. Yeah. So he, and now I think, I don't know if he's still doing that. He's a writer at WWE. Yeah, I was no. going to say, yeah, he's another student that we that we went to high school with and I think he does work for WWE. Yeah, so like he, he... would submit every year and just, but everyone loved watching his stuff. It just like, I think the judges, yeah. like, you know, critically were like, oh, it's not the best. They took it a little too seriously. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, they thought it was like the Tribeca Film Festival. It I was gonna say it was like the Eastchester Film Festival, it was and not we had that like big of bags of chips outside for concessions. Like yeah. it was not a big deal. It was really not. No. So, so I remember winning that award, and uh, I think that was the last year they gave that award out. It was John Scott and me, and I don't think it ever happened again. They should have kept it going. I feel I like that's know. a really funny. Thing to keep going, but I guess maybe people got insulted because they're like, maybe. "Oh, I just try hard." Like, what? I'm not good. Maybe I will say something that struck me when you said that is you called it content, but back then that was not like a thing the way it is now. Oh, like you you wouldn't set out to make content, and like my current job at a marketing agency is content manager, mm-hmm. and the thing that I'm learning in this role is everything is content now, like articles and emails and like obviously podcasts and what comes from the podcast. Like the way we think about things that we do and the things that we make now is so different. And then you were just kind of like having fun and putting videos out. Right, I mean back when we were in high school and even college, we weren't thinking about can this make me money? Can this um, get me followers? It was more, I'm gonna make something that I find funny and creative and have fun with it. Um, Not to say that content creators nowadays don't have fun with it, but like even at my job, I'm making support articles, we're doing webinars and even though it's not for an entertainment purpose, it's for an informational purpose, it's still content that people can look at on their own free will and, and, and learn from it. Yeah. Um, you know, even like YouTube has just exploded. I mean, I remember when YouTube just started, it was like funny videos, yep. nothing crazy. I mean, it went from that to, you know, I learned how to play guitar on YouTube. Yeah. So it's like it, YouTube has become scholarly in a way yeah. but also entertainment and, and things have grown over the years I mean even TikTok you watch something on TikTok you can get recipes you can get oh my god hacks you can get you know any kind of facts that you need it's it's grown to there's a lot of information at your fingertips it's how you use it now it's kind of like on you yeah that's true so I mean it's so funny because we were watching some of those first YouTube videos I think last week do you remember like the Potter Puppet Pals and the Cupcake Shoes video like we were watching all this stuff and it was like so low quality I always, and I always so go ridiculous back to yep. oh my god and we were like wow look at how far like this has come the world of YouTube the world of content has come and it hasn't even been that long I know in retrospect which is scary. when it comes to technology I mean what has it been 15 years yeah not even 15 years is, is pretty quick to, to for keep... us to be where we are yeah yeah 100% and so what you do now is like you said you inform and something that that stuck out to me is radio which is where we intersect and mm-hmm. what we kind of did in college together uh, radio does that like radio either entertains or informs or educates like it it has one of those things it has to do something for someone right. and so in a way you're kind of taking an aspect that you you had in your entertainment your media uh, work and experience and you're kind of doing that now with what you're doing yeah I mean it definitely helped me I mean working with clients too it just it's given me more confidence to speak to someone yeah um, even though in radio in theory you're speaking to no one uh, speaking it, to no one and speaking to everyone right I always used to say I got a degree in talking to myself yeah um, but it it um it definitely helped me in life in general because you know, I, I would consider myself more of a socially awkward kid when I was younger. I don't think really? I was in. Yeah, I don't think I was in like, I wasn't the popular crowd or what was considered the popular mm. crowd in high school. But I wasn't 
going up to people and talking. Yeah, Paul was part Paul's of Paul's making crush. a face yeah. in the background. Yeah, it's okay, Wait, Paul, Paul, did you consider yourself popular? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just okay. keep, keep telling yourself that, yeah. but um, yeah. yeah, so... Tell yourself enough time, you'll believe it. Yeah. <laughs> it's positive thinking. Peanut gallery. Um, yeah, right. So, I mean, it, you know, I didn't consider myself someone who was, like, outgoing. I didn't consider myself someone who was going to just go up to someone and have a conversation with them, but, but, you know, with radio, it made me a lot better. I mean, I had um, Mike Demerges. Mike Demerges. Shout out Mike Demerges. Yeah. So, my first class with him, my very first radio class or broadcasting class, the very first day, he said, you're going to come up here, you're going to read this copy. For those of you who don't know, copy is, is script is that scripts, you would read yeah, on, on radio. Yeah. And he goes, and you're going to make, you're just going to do it. It's just like an ESPN copy, like, go ahead and get up in front of everyone and do it. And I was like, what the hell? Like, why are we what doing this What year was right this? Now? Like, junior year? Yeah, I would say the beginning of my junior year, because I okay. think my first two years of, of Iona, I was doing more of my core classes, getting all that done, so that by the end, you know, kind of like stereotypical college life, you do the first two years of core, and then the next two years you do is what your you major. Want. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I get up there, and I'm like, oh my God, like, I, I've never done this before in front mm-hmm. of people. Like, I hated public speaking. Like, it wasn't. And I didn't. He was like, oh, you're a natural. I was like, you're lying. I don't <laughs> think that's right. Uh, yeah, so it, it definitely got me out of my shell a little bit, and it prepared me for, for interactions with people. Yeah. Um, not to say that everyone that feels like they need help in that department should go be a mass comm major. Right. But I just, I, I kind of found that correlation, you know, speaking on the phone with people and also just working with a team. We say in the industry, keep it simple, stupid. Hmm. Right? Okay. So... That means you want to try to get as much information as you can out, but in the simplest way possible so that anyone can understand. So like those how-to, or for dummy books, whatever they it, are. Yeah, we say it in radio, yeah. we say it, right? Yeah. So, so you want to try to get as much information as you can, as fast as you can, mm-hmm. but as simple as you can so people can understand it. Yeah. And I think simplifying things has made it easier to explain a process in support or yeah. explain a process to even my mother and father and say, well, this is how you fix something on the computer. This yeah. is how you do this with your car or this is so it mass comm definitely makes you a better communicator in yeah, general absolutely but it also allows you to take that communication and, and bring it to the masses yeah so like you're on the radio mm-hmm. if you didn't have that training and you someone put you in front of a microphone and said hey give this information oh, I would not to people, know what to do yeah right. you yeah. need those reps so it definitely helps it's the communication skills I think is at the core of what it is 100% um, but you so you went into Iona did you know that you wanted to do communications it sounds like you were a little unsure. I was very which unsure. I didn't realize. Yeah, so I went into to Iona thinking the sky's the limit. Like, let's see what's there. When okay. I was in high school, I wanted to be an engineer. Loved building stuff. Was a big Lego guy when I was younger. Still am today. Um, loved just even like when the Freedom Tower was being constructed. Was always very fascinated how they were doing it. So I was like, I'm going to be an engineer. Then I took physics and I said, this is no way I'm doing this in college. Yeah, I've been there. Um, not with I, physics, with other things. So I was just like, realistically, I'm probably not doing this. Mm-hmm. So I was like, let me see what they have. And at first I wanted to be a computer science major. Okay. Um, Which is funny because what you're doing right now, but yeah. Right. And I, I wasn't that great at it. Um, it just wasn't sticking for me at the time. So I was like, I don't know. Well, let me see what they have. So I saw they had like radio and TV and behind the scenes stuff. And I was like, okay. I did that stuff in high school. I liked filming. I'm going to do stuff behind the scenes for maybe like a news um, station or something like that. Eventually, it turned into radio. Yeah. So I was going to do TV video. So did you and then... start at ICTV, the TV station? I did not. At Iona? I you started... went straight to WICR. So Mike Demer just made a requirement that you had a radio show for his class. Yes, that's true. And that's how that started for me. So what's funny about that is Mike Demer just came in towards the end of my college career. Mm-hmm. So I was basically done with all of my... Mm-hmm like the specific classes. I was ready on the radio. At that time he came in, I was already like 
the head of the radio station. So I didn't really get a chance to do that stuff with him. Mm -hmm. Really, he worked on the behind the scenes of the radio station with me. So for you, that's, I wish that I had that because it's such an interesting get your hands in it right away thing. Yeah, he was just like, you're going to have a radio show an hour, either with someone or not. I tried to, um, you know John Stanko, right? Yeah. So John Stanko is one of my classmates from my year. Um, I believe he, yeah, he's working for Barstool Sports right now. Oh, cool. Very, very accomplished guy. Um, he, I got up to him, I was like, do you want to do, do a radio show? I was like, oh, I already got a partner. So I was like, crap, who do I? Yeah, who else? Who, what do I do? So I had to do Because it it's hard. It's hard to, to talk by yourself. I had it's to do it easier alone. to talk to someone else. And I, and I think that was probably the best thing for me because yeah. that was just like, it forced me to forces you to be talk. comfortable. Forces you to just let it fly. Yep. So, so I didn't start with ICTV. Sorry, Noah um, says let it fly a lot. A lot. Yeah. Noah's here. We have a lot. We have a lot of people watching right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is like the old days of radio, uh, and Noah's just made a face because he says let it fly. Um, it's probably from his hockey coaching. I feel like it was probably with the taking a shot or something. Let it fly. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> um, yeah. So you you talked by yourself, which is great because it does allow you to go with the flow a little bit more. Yeah. But am I? I thought you had a co-host at one point. Did you not? So later on in my college career, which was like a year later, uh, one of my friends, Nick Grippo, joined me. Yes. Okay. And, and you took over for me, didn't you? Weren't you? That's a funny story. But you did, right? Eventually. So okay. So I. <laughs> Eventually is the key word. So this is what's okay. So at Iona, just backstory was the radio station. Yep. Um, my first few years, it was taken very seriously, like my freshman mm-hmm. sophomore year. My junior year, the person who took over kind of let it die. And to the point where Iona no longer considered it like an extracurricular, all that stuff. So then I was brought in to try and fix it. Then Mike Demurgis came in and he and I tried to turn it around. We did enough that we we did enough that we were recognized by Iona by the time I graduated. And then you, I know, because when I had left, I found out that you became general manager. It, it, but it, what happened? Uh, so I, I started, wow, this is like this is ten year ten year old T right now. This is this is yeah this is. I'm dating myself again. Um, when when I was in the radio station, I didn't have a board position, but Mike Demer just saw that I was, when it came to radio, I was talented and I was able to hold my own and it looked like I was going to be one of the people that was taking it and wanted to run with it for my career. So he asked me if I wanted to be the program uh, director. director. So I was like, yeah, I'll do the scheduling. I'll do the program directing. No problem. I had two people above me. I'm not going to name names. Mm-hmm. Um you can name them the, after we record because I don't know who you're yeah, talking yeah. about. So so the first person, the president, said, I, this is just too much for me. I can't do it. Vice president took over. I became vice president. And then the vice president was like, so this is really not for me. Do you want to be the president? And this was like halfway through my first semester of senior year. So I was like, sure. I yeah. mean, at this point, what are we supposed to do? And those two did not do a thing for the radio station. We went backwards. So we uh, had... So, so all my hard work... It wasn't lost, mm. but like we weren't in good standing with SGA, which was the government association, and that's of, what we of, had really, yeah. Right, we weren't in good standing with with the activities board. Um, you know, things in the station Backslid. weren't working. Yeah, it just it was. I would say, you know, you took three steps so forward, mm. and they took one step back. Okay, it wasn't like not as bad. Yeah, but it was definitely something we had to work on. Um, so when we got in there, I was like, crap, this is not this is not good yeah um, and that's how I became president it's not because I was elected president it's because the two people above me well, left well you know what in in the history of the world that has happened sometimes yeah, I mean, where I people become it. president because someone else something happened I and you know it. what it's whatever you do with it and you guys by the end though did pretty good 
Yeah, so by the end we were nationally we were nationally recognized. Yeah, um, we had which is huge. We had a bunch of shows, including one of my shows, be a finalist for the inter intercollegiate broadcasting system. Um, Paul's distracting me now. What, what Paul? What? So does that mean? Come that closer were, to the microphone. Does if that you mean wanna... that you were FDR's Truman and you dropped the nukes? Just walk away. Wow. <laughs> walk away. Wow, that's the comment you wanted to make. Horrible. Yes. Horrible. I, mean, I could have gone with a different one, but. Right. Anyway, so anyway, Pete's so, show. So, so intercollegiate, bro- intercollegiate Broadcasting Systems, IBS, we had submitted our shows and a bunch of other shows to them, and we were the top 10% of the nation. That's so cool. So to be a finalist, you have to be top 10%. Granted, it could have been 100 submissions, and it was top 10, whatever. But we were nationally recognized at that point. Um, wow. You know, I don't know how they're doing right now. Um, I was the co-advisor, which later turned into not being the co-advisor, but, um, but we were at that point. Yeah. Um, which was huge for us, especially for a radio station for a college that, you know, with sports were popular, but like for stuff like that, we weren't really like at the top of the, the class yeah. when it comes to knowing you what know, you think you think of the Connecticut School of Broadcasting, right? Like you hear that all the time. All the time. No one's really thinking I own a college, which they should now, but mm-hmm. no one was really thinking at the time I own a college as this huge mass communications, you know, powerhouse. Yeah. We had a lot of talent come out of that. I was gonna say there's those, a lot of people that those, have done Things. Yeah, those four years I was involved, there was a lot yeah. of people. I mean, Anthony Carlo, who's yeah. 12, the Bronx. He's one of the anchors now, I believe. Uh, Richard. Uh, Giacobis. Yes. Yep. Um, you have uh, Jacqueline Shear, who is doing weather, mm-hmm. um, I think, out in Cal- Carolina. I could be wrong. But you have a lot okay. of people, a lot of talented people. Who are doing people. it professionally Yeah, now. John Stangles with Barstool. Yeah. Uh, Steve Coltso's with Dar- Barstool. Yeah. There's a lot of people that did a lot of work with it. So And are still going. Yeah. And you did, too. So, I mean, after college, it was enough to make you want to pursue it professionally. Mm-hmm. But you stayed at Iona to, to pursue a master's and work at Iona. So, I, they didn't have a master's program yet for broadcasting. What had happened was Do they have one now? They do. Um, oh, I did not know that. So, so Mike Demergis had told me about a job that opened up in IT, and he knew I was good at computers, and I always helped out the station fixing stuff in the actual station. Yep. So he's like, "Why don't you like just to have something? Why don't you apply for this job? And if you get it, okay, that's money, and you could do, you can get into like a part time job for radio, and hopefully that'll turn into a full time job." I said, "All right, that's a good idea." So I applied for Iona, I get the job. Um, about three years into Iona tenure, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, working there. They opened up the master's program for mass communications. It was sports communications and media. Right. Um, okay. And when they did that, I decided to go for my master's at the same time as taking a part-time job in radio. I was going to say, you did a so, lot at one point. Yeah. It was, um, I think that's what kept me going. Okay. I was working five days a week at Iona. I was working weekends in the city at FNTSY Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Okay. And then I was doing my master's at night on top of playing hockey and doing, having a girlfriend a at the time. And yeah. yeah. It was... Um, it was an experience, but I think because I was just moving, you know, a body in motion, stage in motion, that's what I did, and yeah. just kept going, and it, and, it, and it worked out pretty well. So how long did you do that part-time? What were you doing? Were you board hopping? Were you on air? So I was the weekend producer, and I was on air. So when I first started at FNTSY, I was doing all the weekend shows. I was the only guy there producing shows. Wow. So if I wasn't there, they'd have to get someone in, or they weren't having shows. That's what it was. And FNTSY has grown into a really big fantasy sports network. Okay. I want to say it was in, um, I want to say beginning stages because they were on Sirius XM. They were definitely established, but they were, they had moved to a new studio. We were still, re, you know, I, I would call it rebuilding, even though they weren't rebuilding. Okay. But they were building their brand more than what they had. Okay. Um, and when I worked there, I would go there for like a 8 a.m. morning show and I was there till about four o'clock for live shows. Okay. Um, Saturday and Sunday. 
eventually the the program director heard that when I would go on air with the some of the hosts and stuff, they're like, all right, you're pretty good. Do you want to have your own show? Um, I was like, yes, absolutely. Yeah. So we actually got all the producers, and we made the fantasy producer show. Oh, cool. And it was more of like a, I don't want to say variety show, but we would talk about fantasy sports, but we did like top five like Christmas movies during Christmas time. Okay. Or we would do like top five like Super Bowl moments. So more of like tailgating. a traditional radio show versus just like It was a, a lot more relaxed. Yeah. I mean, fantasy sports is very heavy on numbers. Those hosts are very, and analysts are very, very good at what they do. Um, they are very invested. They know numbers about players that you wouldn't even... I mean, I mean, I probably wouldn't anyway, but yeah. No, but it, it, they 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 were fantastic. I mean, that whole experience was too. But How long did you do that? It was almost two years. I okay. was I was pretty much burnt. It was yeah, just doing bur- seven days out. a week. Yeah. yeah, I was pretty much burnt, and um, you know, Michael Cardano was the program director. Great, mm-hmm. great individual. Um, was always very, very good. Um, I had gotten offered a full time job there afterwards, oh, really? but I wanted to finish my master's. I was like that close, yeah. And I was like, at that point, you're like, let me finish. I was like, this I out. gotta finish yeah. it. So I finished it, um, got my master's, and then that actually gave me the opportunity to teach at Iona. Yeah. Um, but it, it was a cool experience. I was on air. I mean, viewership. We were doing Sundays during football, so it was kind of hard to mm-hmm. get you know listeners. But I think at one point we had like five or six thousand people listening in, which That's was pretty good. Yeah, for a Sunday on football, yeah. you know. So um, that was fun. Hosted that show for a little while. Um, right before I left, the program changed because we went from football to baseball over mm. the years and stuff. And um, that show ended probably right before I left. Okay. Um, I didn't leave because the show ended. I just yeah, had left because I was just burnt out. Burnt. Right. Yeah. yeah. Which is a very common thing, by the way, in radio. Yeah. I know so many people who leave because of burnout. Because yeah. they're constantly just like running, yeah, and not traditionally in the in the industry, it's hard. You have to keep running. Well, you know, especially in my situation, it wasn't it wasn't the radio station's fault. It was it was my fault because I decided to work seven days a week. You know, well, at, at the end of the what? day, at the end of the day, like they gave me a ton of opportunities, yeah. and it was just like I I took seven days a week, and I was just like, I can't do it anymore. Mental health, yeah, has to go first. Yeah, again, not not even on them. It was yeah, just, no, my own decision was yeah. like I. And then you, what did you teach? So I taught advanced video production, video That's awesome. editing. That's cool. Um, we had done a lot of that in school, and, and it was something that I was passionate about yeah. when it came to you know, filming things. I was more of the editor, not mm-hmm. the actual cinematographer. Okay. So I would teach that. I taught, I think, about four semesters of that. Um, nice. And pretty much I did that up until uh, I left Iona. Yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, it was fun. It, yeah. was, it was a great experience to be able to teach um, the students at a high level. It was a level 400 class, so it was actually very interesting oh, wow. stuff. Yeah. That's pretty high. So you've really had a piece of what you've learned and like what we did together in school throughout your whole professional life, including what you do now with NIT. I'm curious, do you ever think that you would want to go back to more of the traditional, quote unquote, media? Or do you think because of what we were talking about before, how like you can create content anywhere, like you and I are doing it right now in my living room. Do you think that that's something that you would explore, like building your own way? I mean, I would I would always love to be on air again. Mm-hmm. Um you know, right now, not to plug this, but I'm on a, a podcast called no, Just End the Suffering, um, hosted by Mike Phillips, and we have a, a, a segment called The Sky Guys, and that's a, a play on um, the Clone Wars for Star Wars. So, okay. so Tano, who is um, Anakin Skywalker's Padawan, which is the, he's training her, calls him Sky Guy because his last name is Skywalker. Okay. So we decided to call ourselves the Sky Guys, and yeah. we, we've continued. So the Book of Boba Fett is something that's brand new on Disney+. Plus. Every week we go after an episode, we go and record, um, and we've been doing that consistently. That's great. Um, I would love to be on air professionally again, yeah. but I also think that I'm still in it. I don't think I ever really yeah. left because of just doing podcasts. and, and um, It's all a part of it. Right. 
yeah. editing editing different things for friends, giving giving feedback on it. Even if it's just like a friend calling me and saying, hey, I'm editing this. How should this look? And yeah. take a look at it and say, check that edit or check that color correction. I'm still in it. So I think I'm – even though I'm not working in it full time, I'm pretty content. Yeah. And honestly, you of all people know, it's very hard mm-hmm. to get into the industry full time in oh. general. And I don't know many people who have done it. Right. Yeah. So it, it's, it's something that I've – taken a a long time to think about and yeah. said this is probably something I want to do on the side that this yeah. is not a feasible career option um, not because it's not feasible to do if you're talented just at the point I was it just wasn't feasible to start over yeah. um, you know starting over at 30 doing overnights or doing part time and it just didn't seem like it was feasible so I decided to, to pursue IT yeah and it's still something I'm passionate about it's not like I, I took one passion and just said I'm, I'm not gonna do what I'm passionate about I'm not gonna like what I'm doing I love what I'm doing right now yeah um, but it just it was just kind of like that mature way of thinking mm-hmm. or that that kind of like real life scenario going okay this is this is something I got to think about to, to be able to provide for myself too and and you know I want to have a family I don't want to have the volatile schedule of you know I might be on an overnight and yeah you know, can't see my kids one night or, or whatever. So it was just it was just kind of that decision that kind of pushed me to part time radio than yeah. it would full. Well, I think there's something to be said, and I think that's something that like I do a part time, obviously. Um, and I think there's something to be said with doing the parts that you love, also. And like if opportunity presents itself, then opportunity presents itself. But you still get to do it in the way that you like. You do the yeah. stuff that you love. You know, you're, yeah. you're talking. Obviously, like, we're talking in front of a microphone right now. Like, there's ways to do it without having to do it full time. And I think I know a lot of people that do it that way. Yeah, like, radio is always going to be a part of my life. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think I'm ever going to stray away from doing a podcast or yeah. helping someone that's going to go into radio. I don't think I don't think that's ever not going to be a part of my life. Mm-hmm. And even though that was my major and I'm not working in it full time, it it's going to impact me. Until the day I die. I was going to say, it's forever. Just, it's gonna, yeah, it's just yeah. always going to be there. And it's like we said before. I mean, there's so many new technologies, new platforms. Mm-hmm. There's so many different ways that you can just create content, however that looks for you. I think we both know so many people that do it. Yeah. Like, whether it is professionally, whether it is on the side. I mean, I know, I even know people, I'm sure you do too, who started it on the side and now it's their full-time thing. 100%. So there's so many different avenues for it. And yeah. I love that you're like continuing to do it. And I think that's a good lesson for people too, that like even yeah. if you can't do it the way you thought, like it's like that, what's that saying? Life happens when you're busy making plans. Like if it's Never if it doesn't it. follow, really? I think it's like a John yeah. Lennon quote. Uh, can I get a fact check over there, Paul? Yeah, I believe that's John Lennon. Thank you. Um, <laughs> wow, that's a great fact. That was a good fact check. I don't even know if he looked it up. <laughs> no, he was looking down at whatever he's looking at. I don't even know. What are you playing a mobile game? Yeah, probably. You are, no. aren't you? Yeah. You are. Uh, aren't he you? is. He is. Yeah, I'm playing Mini Metro. Anyway, okay? ninety nine cents on Google Play Store. And no one uses Google Play Store. <laughs> and and iOS Stupid Store, whatever you want. Anyway, call it. I think that's a good lesson that just because the way you think it was going to happen didn't happen doesn't mean you can't find a different way. I agree. I think we also live in a world that has forced us to adapt mm. to any scenario. Well, that's true. So I think as, as millennials, we know. Yeah. So so you know, with the whole pandemic. I think it's forced a lot of people to be more adaptive and I think that's going to as much as the pandemic is a, is a horrible horrible thing mm-hmm. I think there might be one positive that comes out to comes out of it and it is learn to adapt and and be grateful for what you have and, and also make do with what you have yeah and absolutely. make it a, make it a possibility you know sometimes 
sometimes people sit around and wait for it to happen. Sometimes you just have to get up and go make it happen. Mm. It's been said yeah. so many times in oh, so, so many, many. Cliche, cliche ways, but especially in this time, uh, in this day and age with the pandemic and everything, it, it just kind of, I think it's pushed a lot of people to, to make that leap and a lot of people have become successful for it. Yeah, that's true. I mean, there is like the whole great resignation happening right now where everyone is leaving jobs yeah. and finding their own way. Yep. Um, and then there's also like layoffs. And I mean, I'm sure you know people as well. I know so many yep. people that have lost their jobs, especially in the radio industry. Mm-hmm. And I know a few of them have turned that into a positive and found either different industries where they can use their skill set or turned some sort of content into something cool. In my opinion, you kind of have to. You have yeah. to switch it to a positive. If you switch it to a negative, you're kind of stuck in yeah. anything in life. I yeah. mean, I, you know, I'm not going to say I'm the perfect person and always think positive about things. I'm human, right? We always have those negative thoughts. But if if you're if something gets thrown at you and you look at it in a negative way, you're going to be stuck for a long time. You got to yeah. have to say, okay, next thing, move on, move let's forward. move forward. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, it's been a sucky situation. Mm-hmm. I think everyone could agree with that. But even in radio, you adapt. You do things like this, do a podcast in your living room, do a podcast in your bedroom, do a podcast out in the street, whatever you want to do. If this is something that you're passionate about, even if it doesn't get to the masses, you're getting the reps. You're getting the practice to that one day you can make a reel and maybe get hired full time at a radio station because they're like, wow, you've been, you sound like a professional and you're only 30. Let's just say you've been doing it since you were 18 when you started college. There's nothing wrong, you know, even like in the music world, there's nothing wrong about, there's nothing wrong with playing in front of two people. Yeah. You're doing it. You're getting the practice in. It's just going to make you better. You're only going to move forward. You're never yeah. going to move backwards if you keep keep with it and you keep practicing. You keep doing what you love. And you keep moving forward. Yep. I love it. Um, so before we go, I always ask a few people. I know you mentioned it before. Your pop culture. You you are a pop culture guy. Am I? I think so. Ugh. What? Because I know you you are. Because you and Paul talk about stuff and play games and stuff. What are you loving right now? What is what is like your guilty pleasure? And what hmm. are things you grab? Obviously, Star Wars. You said Star Wars. I love love Star Wars. Love the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I was gonna um, say like MCU. I, I was lucky. See. I was lucky enough to see Spider Man. I did not see it. Yes. Won't say anything. Won't say I do recommend it though. If you are a Marvel fan, I heard it's amazing. Yes, it is really good. Um, people are saying it's the best Marvel movie out there. I tend to disagree. But it's really good. Wait, what do you think is the best Marvel movie? I really like the Infinity War Endgame double uh, feature. Okay. Yeah. Like if you put them together, um, I know Paul has his gripes with Endgame. Don't start, Paul. Um, yes, yeah, that's another pot, another episode, yes. another time. We'll talk um, about that. I do like that Infinity War Endgame double feature. If you yeah. watch it as a whole, um, I don't think it's better than that in my opinion. Okay. But it is still a good movie. Um, I really like Forged in Fire. I don't know if what you've is ever. That? So it is a blacksmith bladesmith competition show. That has been my my watch for uh, Hulu. It's on Hulu. It's on Hulu. Okay. Oh, love it. It's great. Um, it's pretty much like... What is it about? So four blacksmiths or bladesmiths go into uh, a competition, and they say, build this blade, and they make weapons. It's insane. Wait, that's crazy. Oh, it's insane. You have I to might, watch I it. was going to say, I might need to watch it. That's It's that's actually so really, nuts. really good. I, I honestly think I can go and make a blade, even though I can't. It just, I've learned so much from it. So there's been that. So like Star Wars, uh, Forged in Fire. Yeah. My pandemic show was The Golden Girls. Yes. Um, R.I.P. Betty White. Yes, exactly. Um, I feel like everyone has found that show again. 
That's so good. It's like such a comfort show, but it's also very smart. I talked about it with someone it's, else who's on podcast. It's a witty but humor. It's witty humor, and witty, for the sarcastic, time, yes. For the time, it was very progressive. Betty for, White was a very, very smart and funny person. Oh my god! Um, and also a little more raunchy than you would think. If you yeah. watch her on Golden Girls, it doesn't seem that way, but she was she was a funny and honestly, from everything I've seen, a great person. Yeah. Um, Oh, but yeah, the Golden, Golden Golden Girls was my watch. Um, you know, I love that. I have about eighty million things in my watch list, which I'm sure everyone else does. I was going to say it keeps growing. Um, but I was telling you this a a um, kind of I don't want to say a sleeper pick, as we would say in in fantasy. Um, Abbott Elementary. If you like The Office, yes. that is pretty much The Office, but in elementary school. So definitely watch that. I'm going to add that to the list. I texted uh, Justina, my niece, who's a huge Office fan, and it's, told her to watch it. I don't want to say it's the same caliber, because I don't think anything can beat The Office. Mm. But it's the same exact vibe. Same kind of vibe. Same vibe. We love the vibes. Yep. And my last question, always, mm. whenever I first have someone on the podcast, I have to ask this. What does basic mean to you? Ten. And I already see the smirking, so Ten. now I'm curious. A lot of people All go right. different ways with this. So, so. I... I want to say I, I know what basic means in the pop culture standpoint. Okay. I'm a very technical guy. I'm a very, like, procedural guy. So basic means the basics, right? So keep it simple. Um, I coach hockey. Um, I like teaching. So when it comes to basics, just simplifying it but also making it interesting. I like that. That's good. Honestly, the more I do episodes with people and when that's the question, the more I'm realizing that people don't think of basic in the way that we traditionally think of, oh, that's basic. Oh, no, I I, underst- I completely understand what, where you're coming from with yeah. that basic. And I know my answer is pretty much the definition of basic. No, but, but people turn it into what it means for them yeah. versus, oh, you like a pumpkin spice latte. But I, that's the point of yeah, what we're doing here, Pete. Yeah. Where that's why we're getting back to it. Back to the pumpkin spice latte. No, back to the basic. Oh, but, oh yeah. okay. Uh, Pete, plug it in, tell everyone where they can follow you, where they can hear you. Yeah, so um, I'm pretty active on Twitter at PJConsidori29. You can see all the podcasts that I'm on there. also do a bunch of hockey stuff on there as well. So definitely follow me. Love it. Pete, you'll have to come back. Yes. Maybe with Paul. We'll see if he behaves. <sighs> I don't do, know. Do you have to? Probably not because his okay. commentary may not be that good. Okay, good. But we'll definitely do it again because this was fun. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, that was my conversation with Pete Considori. I hope that you enjoyed. I hope that you're feeling good. Go check him out on Twitter and check him out in some of the other podcasts that he is a guest on. He will definitely come back and be a regular on Back to Basic as well. It was so much fun to talk to him. Please give us a follow at Back to Basic Podcast on Instagram. Follow me on Instagram at Danielle Maria Costa. Make sure you rate, review, subscribe, do all of the things. Tell your friends about Back to Basic and tell me what you want us to get Back to Basic about next time. And as always, I will see you next week because on Wednesdays, we podcast.